want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. How often do we forget the things that God has promised us? If God did it before, God can do it again, all in His timing. Let's tune in with Pastor John. Guys, last week we heard an awesome word from our mom, Minister of Music, Atira, Atira. La semana pasada escuchamos una palabra increíble de nuestra mom, Atira. She reminded us that half of the year is gone. Thank you. But the good news is we still have another half. Ella nos recordó que la mitad del año se ha ido, pero la buena noticia en que todavía tenemos otra mitad. Achiever said this, it's time for a reset. How many people can use a reset? My God. She said for us to reset to refocus, to readjust so that we can remind ourselves to receive and rely on the Word of God. Yes, 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 yes. Now, now I, I'm sorry I wasn't required to repeat her points, but I couldn't resist the opportunity to reinforce and to reassure you that I was paying attention. Now, I'm going to stop with all the REs uh, before you guys rebuke me and reject what I'm saying before I say it. Just for the record, that was 13 REs. I just want you guys to put that down. That's a record right there, okay? Turn to Matthew chapter 18. You say, you received it. All right. Matthew 18. Now, I'm not preaching from these, but I want to show you a principle that Jesus was trying to pound into our heads and, and that I believe that we need to get before we get, actually get into the Word of God today. Uh, deeper into the Word of God, Matthew 18 and 19. If you don't have your Bibles, we have a Sky Bible up here for you. Sky Bible. All right, Matthew 18 says, Again, I say unto you. Again, I say unto you. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of the Scripture, but, you know, I'm not going to preach on it, but I'll read it. That if two of you shall agree on earth as in touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. Okay, so what Jesus is telling us is, I have to tell you something again because it's really important. I'm going to reiterate what I said earlier, and I'm going to tell you again. So again, I say unto you, all right? So we're seeing the principle that God doesn't mind saying things over to you because, one, we didn't get it, or two, we need to get it. Amen? Amen. Matthew chapter 19, verse 24. He says, and again. I say unto you. So we see here that Jesus doesn't mind telling us things over and over again. Amen? I mean, some of you guys uh, need to realize, too, that how many times have you got kids that you have to tell them stuff over and over and over again? Right? Sometimes you're wondering, are they just being disobedient or did they forget? I got too many teenagers over here. Okay. I'm talking to the parents in here that got kids. How many times you got to tell them to clean their room? Huh? How many times you got to tell them to, to wipe your feet and shut the door? Oh, that's just me. Um, you got to tell them so many times. Again, I say unto you, did you wash your face this morning? Am I the only one? Did you brush your teeth? 
Again, I say unto you, is a principle that God is trying to push into our heads that, look, there's some things that need repeating because we tend to forget once we've been told. I didn't get one amen out of that one. We are forgetful people. You know how I know? Because we just sang a song. I believe he will do it again. Why do we get so fearful and fretful when a new situation hits us? Did God not deliver you from the last one? But we seem to forget about who God is and the character of God because our situation seems so tough. Because we're forgetful of what God says. Again, I say unto you, otra vez te digo. At the beginning of this year, a comienzos de este año, God told the Building Christian Fellowship, Dios le digo a la Building Christian Fellowship, to start being intentional in every area in our lives, especially in serving God by serving one another. Que comenzara a ser intencional en todas las áreas de nuestras vidas, especialmente al servir a Dios serviéndose un atroz. So for the next few weeks, entonces por las próximas semanas, we are going to be reminded of God's instructions for us. Vamos a recordar las instrucciones de Dios para nosotros. Otra vez te digo, intencional. Again, I say unto you, intentional, intentional. The definition of intentional is done on purpose deliberate. If you, don't, if you can't get this concept, let me help you out. Has anybody ever hurt you and you knew they did it on purpose? See, if somebody did something to you on purpose, that means they had to plan it out. Plan it out. You know, the difference in sometimes, you know, like if you do a, a crime, the difference between an accident and getting a little bit of time and planning it out and getting a lot of time is your intention in the crime. If you hurt somebody by accident, say you had a car accident, you're driving too fast, you killed somebody, you, you might get some time if you were negligent. So give you a little bit of time for you, you being negligent. But if you wait for somebody to get home, you're sitting out in front of their house, and you hit them in the head with a bat, you planned it. You were intentional, methodical, and deliberate about making sure that you hurt that person. It's amazing how we could be deliberate about hurting people, but not deliberate about the plan and purpose of God in our lives. Did you guys know, did you guys know this? People don't become successful by accident. Huh? Las personas no tienen éxito por accidente. How many people want to be successful? Four you got. If I said, how many people want oh, this $100 bill in my pocket, what would you do? Otra vez. Ahora. Vámonos ese. Look, listen. That's why most of us are missing our blessings. She didn't know that was going to happen. 
But sometimes we need to come with expectation. You better get your seat. See, God wants to bless you. But most of us, like, if somebody asks a question, we're just like, how many people want to be successful? That's okay, because Jesus only took 12 successful people and turned the world upside down. I don't need all of you to want to be successful. <laughs> you guys, intentionality breeds success. La intentionalidad genera éxito. It breeds success. When you're intentional about what, what God has told you to do, when you're intentional about the plans and purpose and the dreams that God places in your heart, it's going to happen if you're intentional about it. But most of us just like dreaming. Ah, if you're intentional about what God, uh, of what you're doing, you will complete the vision that God has given you. But too many of us like to wish, I'm sorry, I mean pray for success. Don't... How many people said, God, please, I want this to be successful. I want it to work. Give me favor. And that's the end of it. Spirituality without practicality is not a reality. You're wishing. Let me say that in Spanish so you guys can get it better. La espiritualidad sin sentido práctico no es una realidad. Tú estás deseando. You're wishing. Do you guys know that Jesus Christ is not a genie? You guys know that? But I can tell you what, you ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. <laughs> think about it. Y'all think. Jesus isn't a genie. And that's how we treat him. We want, he gives us plans, he gives us visions, and we pray about it, we accept it, we love it. And then we don't do anything about it but talk about it. Being intentional means we have to see the ending at the beginning so we can plan. Somebody say plan. We got a plan to get there. Anybody taking a vacation this summer? Dang, you guys, most of you guys need to get out. Who already took a, a, a vacation this summer? Okay, great. So let me ask you something. If, if you guys were traveling to Hawaii, do you just go to Hawaii? No, nah, you got to get online. You got to call the airport. You got to call whoever. You got to make plans. You got to find out which airline you're getting on. And then when you find out which airline you're getting on, you need to find out how you're getting to the airport. If you're going to park there, if you need to Uber there, you need to call somebody to come drop you off. Then you need to find out what hotel you're staying at when you get out there. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Hopefully, after you find all that out, you save some money. To go on that trip. But most of us want to pull out that little plastic piece of devilry in our pockets and use that. And let me just help you guys out real quick. Go ahead and charge your vacation. You know what's going to happen? You're going to have a bigger headache when you get home. You went on vacation to get away from that stuff, but you built it up even more before you leave. You guys, you guys have to understand, a vacation isn't about where you go. It's about disconnecting from everything else. You could do a staycation. Huh? You guys can just leave the cell phones and work at home and drive somewhere. There's, we're in California, y'all. California. Knows how to party. Right? We can go in there. We got the beach. We got the mountains. We got all kinds of stuff. 
You can just take some time off and go. You don't have to spend a lot of money. But either way it goes, you have to plan it out step by step. I don't know if any of you guys in here said, you know what, I want to go to Hawaii, and then you fly to Hawaii. You don't know where you stand, you don't know what you're going to eat, and you don't know what you're going to do. You guys do that? I didn't hear too many no's. You guys were just like, well, yeah, that's, that's what I do. Get there and hope there's somebody there that you know. Hey, man, we're in town. Look, when we dream or have visions, we always see the ending. We see the completed work, right? We always see, you know, like we sit back and we go, we see ourselves married and we see ourselves happy. Or we see the business, we see the business flourishing and we see that it's prospering and and people are working. I got employees and things are going. I got a 401k. Everything is good. You know, I'm, I'm getting much money, much cash. We see the end work, but what we don't see is the process to get to the completed vision. Listen, you guys, there's nothing more frustrating than having a dream and wanting to get there and never getting there. I'm telling you right now, so many of us have dreams and plans for our life, and we're trying to figure out why they're not happening, and it gets, it gets very, very frustrating. Maybe that's because some of you guys' dreams aren't God's dreams. Maybe that's because your dream is what you want for you. Well, I know when you make plans and they don't work, it, it says in the Bible, Proverbs 19.21, it says this, there are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. You can make all kinds of plans if you want to, but if they're not God's plans, <laughs> hey, listen, the vision of our church here, the Building Christian Fellowship, and I said it earlier, it's clear. It lines up with Jesus' uh, final prayer, John 17, 21. He says this. Now, I want, you, I want you to just get this in mind before I read this. A person's final words before they leave this earth are the most important thing to them. When, when a person is marched off to, get, uh, ex- to their execution, they always ask them, do you have any final words? And what they say at that point is the last thing they'll ever say on this earth, and it's usually the most important thing. I've had the privilege to be uh, bedside before many saints, uh, before they go on to be with the Lord. And as they're sitting there, the very last words, most of the time, it's about their family. There's some people that their last words is, God, forgive me. But it's something that's most important to them. You guys agree? Okay, so this is what Jesus said in his prayer. I pray that they will all be one. Just as you and I are one. As you are in me Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world would believe you sent me. That was important to Jesus, that we would be one. And and our vision here is to create real relevant relationships with Christ first, with each other, and then with the community, that we all be one and in Jesus Christ as Jesus was in the Father so that people will know that God has sent Jesus Christ into this world to be the Savior of the world. It didn't say that he wants people to believe in Jesus just out of the Bible. He said the, the, the world will know that I was sent of the Father by the people being united, being one. And that's why we talk about real relevant relationships. You guys see around here, you know how we do around here. We do life together for real. 
Every time I look on Facebook or on, on social media, you guys are doing something at somebody's house, going on vacations, hanging out, while kids doing all kinds of stuff. That's what God wants us to do, to have church outside of church. Amen. This vision that God gives us won't come to pass by accident. Just because we meet in church doesn't mean the vision is going to happen. We have to be intentional about the work that God has for us. Now, I know there's an old saying that says this. El camino al inferno está lleno de buenas intenciones. Y son. The road to hell is lined with good intentions. And it is. But I didn't say be, have intentions. I said be intentional. Okay? There's so many people that have good intentions, like a lot of us right now that are in here. That we're, our intentions are becoming better Christians. That's our intentions. But we're not intentional about our intentions. You understand what I'm saying? We come to church. We, we read our Bible like, I intended to read my Bible. I intended to pray. I intended to tithe. I intended to serve. Well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But when you're intentional about what you want to do, it's going to happen. So what does intentional mean? It means planning it out and doing it. Let me help you guys out. As I said earlier, God will give you a dream, but he'll show you the end product. He won't show you what it takes to get there. Now, we're not going to go and we're not going to read, but I'm going to tell you about this guy. This guy's name was Joseph. You can find the, the, the story about Joseph in chapter, uh, Genesis chapter 37, and it talks about Joseph had this dream. Joseph saw a prophetic picture of him sitting in a place of prominence, and he saw his older brother submitting to his authority. You guys with me? That was a dream. He was the youngest, and he saw his brother submitting to him. He told his brothers his dream, but sometimes, that's a side note, you can't tell everybody a dream, especially when it involves them serving you. Well, as we know, and if you don't know what the story is, after he told his brothers that, his brothers got all upset with him, and they, they beat him up, threw him in a pit, took his coat many colors from him, lied and told the dad that he was uh, dead and that, you know, the, fox, or the, the wolves had came and ate him, and they felt bad, and Judah didn't want him to die. So Judah said, no, we're going to sell him, sold him into slavery. So now he's beat up, betrayed by his brothers, thrown in a pit, forgot about, and then they said, no, let's go ahead. They sold him into slavery. Their own brother sold him into slavery. Some of you guys are upset because your own family just lies on you. Can you imagine your brothers? All of them together. It wasn't one brother. It was all the brothers. Eleven of them, I believe, threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery. Now he's into slavery. He gets to be slavery. And because he has good character, he's doing everything as unto the Lord because he's in Egypt. And while he's there, he's a slave. He gets lied on again. Potiphar's wife, he was serving Potiphar. Potiphar's wife saw that this young man, here goes another story for you, that, that you, do you realize that there's people and the enemy wants to taint your innocence? Huh? He wants to destroy your purity. And that's exactly what he did, or she did. It's funny because we always see men as doing it, but women will do the same thing, gentlemen. Yeah, it was a woman in the Bible that, that tried to, she was like, hey, ain't nobody here, what's up? Hey. But he had character. Somebody say character. character. Ooh, that's something that we, a lot of us in here lack. I, he was alone. Nobody else would have known. He, nobody but his God. But because he had character, he said no. He tore away from her, and she held on to his coat, and then she lied on him, and they threw him in prison. 
Now, this is how we know the favor of God was on his life, because usually in a matter like that, they'd have killed him. Because one, he was an Egyptian. Two, he was a slave. He was a nobody, so they would have killed him. But they threw him in prison. So now he's been sold in, or forgot about, lied on, thrown in a pit, sold into slavery. Now he's in prison. Now he's in prison. He gets forgotten about. You guys following me? Wait, that's not part of the dream. The dream is I'm sitting in a place of prominence. And my brothers and sisters are bound to. What does this have to do with my dream? So now he's sitting there and he's, he's sitting there. But see, God, because of it, he fortified his character while he was in the prison. God sent a man down there and he said, look, look, uh, Pharaoh got this dream. Actually, actually, I messed that up. So what happens is the two prisoners are in there with him, and they both have dreams. One of the prisoners say, look, hey, man, you're going to die. The other one, you're going to live. You're going to see Pharaoh. Don't forget about me when you get to see Pharaoh. So the one dies. The other one goes and sees Pharaoh but forgets about him. But then one day, can you imagine sitting in prison? Matter of fact, let's talk an Egyptian prison, not a California prison. We got TV and all that stuff. We talk, we talk about Egyptian prison, okay? Prehistoric prison, right? He's sitting in prison, forgot about, but then one day Pharaoh had a dream that needed to be interpreted. And the one guy, the butler, basically was up there and he says, hey, look, there was a guy I was locked up with. God was, God was over here on the yard with, back over here. He could read your dreams, Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was like, okay, go get him. And he came and deciphered his dreams. But watch this. Make a long story long. This is what Joseph did. Wait. Joseph prophetically interpreted the dream, turned around and saved Israel. But not only saved Israel, he saved all of the land. He saved Egypt and Israel, all the land. But watch this. Then one day. Pharaoh says, you will be next or second unto me. You're number two in command. And do you know that God calls his brothers to come around? They didn't know who he was and pretty much begged for food to save his family. The dream that God gave Joseph came to pass. But the dream that God gave Joseph wasn't just for him. It was to be the savior of a nation. Oh, see... I mean, it took a long time to say it, but I was trying to get you to get it because too many of us have plans and purposes in our lives and we think it's for us to just walk around and shine. It ain't for you to shine. Your plan, your purpose, your vision that God has given you is connected to the local body of Christ. It ain't for you to shine. It's for the body. Oh, my goodness. Proverbs chapter 13. Actually, let let me just make this statement. If we're not intentional about the process, the same way Joseph was, of completing God's given vision, and our dreams will never come true, and we're left with deferred hope. If we always, our dreams are within arm's reach, and it never happens because we didn't go through the full process, because we bail out on the process. We're left with deferred hope. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. I was almost there. I almost was successful. I almost was married. I almost was healed. I almost was delivered. But we bailed out on the process. I almost made my goal and my weight. But the potato chips look so good. The chimichangas, the carne fritas, 
de mofongo, de pasteles, de chicharrones. Oh, glory. Listen, saints. Estamos dedicados a nosotros sueños, pero él no procesa. We are devoted to our dreams, but not the process. We are. We love the dream, but we hate the process. I wish I had a picture of June up here. What man wouldn't want to look like that? Slim in the waist, cute in the face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Slim trimming above the rim. You know, you're sitting around here looking. What person wouldn't want to be in shape? We all want to be in shape. We all want to look like we did in high school, I think. Huh? Right? That's what we want. We love the idea, but we don't love the process it takes to get to it. I'm not going to get too many amens. I'm not even going to wait to hear it on that one. Because trust me, you guys sitting there, I'm telling you, I mean, I've been in pretty decent shape, but I had to get in better shape. And I hated going to the gym when it's 80 degrees outside and it's late in the afternoon. I did not love the process. I didn't love the process of eating chicken every day with no seasoning on it and vegetables. I didn't like the process. I didn't want to go through it. I ate so much chicken, I started thinking I was going to have feathers come on me. I was tired of it. Who wants to go through the process? I just want to be in shape. But I love the process of getting out of shape. <laughs> Y'all are laughing, but see, we get in these sinful situations because we love the process of getting there. We love the process. We didn't love the, the end result. But we love the process. <laughs> you got, yeah, it was all fun and games until I did that one, right? It was like, yeah, yeah, oh. Praise him. See, one thing God, uh, the Bible reveals about God, he does everything intentional with a purpose. Creation was not a cosmic accident. Okay? It was creation. I need you guys to catch this real quick. Let me show you how intentional God was. God knew from the, he knew the ending from the beginning. This is why the Lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the earth. Revelations 13 and 8. God knew before uh, he said, let there be light. Before he separated the waters from the waters and created the firmament. Before he caused the dry land to emerge from the sea. Before God made man from the dust of the earth. God knew that man would need a way back unto him. He knew it. And so what he did, he didn't wait till we messed up to make a way. He made a way I'm sorry. He made the way back to him before the foundations of the earth was even laid. That's why the Bible said the lamb was slain. God thought it in his mind. He says, you know what? I want to create somebody to be in fellowship with, but the way I'm going to create them, they're going to mess up because I want to give them free will. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a way for them to get back to me in fellowship with me before they get out of fellowship with me. It's called an escape plan. So it's like when we have these buildings made, you guys don't know, before we can even start building, the city requires that we have a way of escape. Plan before we even build it. Wow. Come on. If Christ was intentional about his purpose 
on earth, then we Christ-like disciples, Christians, should be intentional too. Doesn't Christian mean Christ-like? So Christ was a servant. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if I'm Christ-like, shouldn't I be the same? Shouldn't I be consistent? Shouldn't what I say be so? So if I say it, then I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch after my word to perform it. So if I say yes, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be intentional about it. Otra vez te digo. Again, I say unto you, intentional. Intentional. So when God made creation, he didn't just snap his fingers. He was very intentional about what he did. There was a process. Here goes that process again. Dios lo pienso, Dios lo hablo, Dios lo hizo. God thought it, he spoke it, he did it. God thought it, he spoke it, then he did it. See, God didn't just go, poof, the earth was there. If you go and read the scriptures, you see that there was a process that he did to create everything. He didn't, the Bible says even when he made man, that he gathered the dust of the ground together. He didn't just go, man. <laughs> he went through a process. Why would he record the process? If it didn't mean anything, he recorded it so we could look at it and understand that there's a process to everything. That's why he worked seven days, I mean, six days. He doesn't want to hear that one. He's like, I'm trying to get a three day weekend. Es un proceso. God thought it. Luke chapter 6 45. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So, what does that mean, out of the abundance of his heart? One of the things I've learned is being a pastor. Let people talk. You want to see where they're at? Let them talk. Don't say anything. Because eventually, what's in their heart is going to come out their mouth. That, you guys can get that one for free. Just let them talk. Because out of the, out of the, it, it flows. They can't help it. It's like, you know, when people spit on you when they talk? Skeletons just start falling out their mouth. They just, and they don't know how to put it back. The, to, the, the toothpaste has left the tube. Can't put it back in. You're like, oh, okay, so that's why that happened. But see, God thought it. God thought about it first. He goes, I want to have fellowship. I want to create something to have fellowship with me, but I want to give him a gift called choice. So when he thought about it, he said, okay, I'm going to think it. He's thinking, look, they're going to mess up, so let me go ahead and create the way back for them and Jesus. So he created, he slayed the lamb before the foundations of the earth. So he made that way. And then he said, but wait, before I create them, I got to create a place for them to live. So then what he says is, he goes, okay. And he thought it, and then he spoke it. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 said, God said, let there be light. Genesis chapter 1, verse 9, God said, let there be firmament. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 12, God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place. He said it. But then after he said it, he did it. Do you know whatever God says, it's going to happen? The Bible says that he watches after his word to perform it, which means he's going to watch after his word. And, and, and a lot of times we, we don't put together as Christians, we don't connect the dots. The Bible says that God watches after his word. Well, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So he's watching after his word, and the word is Jesus Christ. So when I speak the word, it's spirit and life. 
God is a spirit, and they that worship him is spirit and truth. So when I speak the word, I'm speaking about Jesus. I'm saying who he is. God is watching after his word to perform it. That's why a lot of us, when we sit down and speak our own words, things don't happen because God ain't watching after your words to perform your words. He's watching after his word to perform it. Numbers chapter 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and he will not do it? Or has he spoken and he will not make it good? Do you know whatever God says, is going, it, it is. It's not like you say, it's impossible for God to lie. It's impossible because he's God. This shirt is white, right? Was when I put it on. Okay, it's white. If God said it's black, then that's what it is. It doesn't turn black to what we know it. God just changed the whole meaning of what white is. Because what he says is so. So this is what I'm trying to tell you. You know, you can call certain people whatever you want to call them. But when God looks at them and calls them his redeemed, that's what they are. Come on. If God calls them a conqueror, they're a conqueror. If God calls them the head not to tell, that's who they are. So don't you dare look at any of God's creation and judge them. It's easy to do, though. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Es el proceso, tienes que estar enamorando del proceso. Es fácil amar el sueño, pero no se hará realidad a menos que ames el proceso. Guys, listen, we have a problem when it comes to being intentional. I need you to hear this very clearly. Tenemos un problema cuando se trata de ser intencional. We procrastinate. I'll tell you about it later. You didn't catch it? You catch the joke? We procrastinate. I don't understand. The biggest enemy to God's purpose in our life is procrastination. One of the reasons why we don't succeed is because we put things off all the time. Watch this. How many people, when they go home, have to clean their house? Why didn't you do it last night? I'll just do it after church. Huh? Do you realize that the Bible says when you have an opportunity to do good, you should do it lest it become a sin to you. Woo! Procrastination. Just, just let, let me help you guys out. The devil ain't fighting half of y'all about your plan and purpose. You know why? He ain't got to. Because he already knows our character, and our character is being lazy. It's just in the human nature. You know, especially in America. We, 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 we here in America are lazy. We do. We have a welfare mentality. We believe we should get without working. So what we do is God will give us a plan and a dream, and then we'll swear it's the devil that's keeping us from it. devil's like, you ain't, you ain't got to blame me for that. I'll take the credit. But I, I had nothing to do with that. It's because of our nature. God will show you a dream, and what we do is we sit back, we pray on it, we praise on it, but we never put a practical side to it. Let me help you all out. James said, faith without works is, and so is your dreams. 
You can believe in your dreams all you want, but if you ain't working towards them, it ain't never going to happen. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 said, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. I like the scripture. You know, there's some people in this church that are hustlers. They can hustle. They can do anything, and they do it good. I, I mean, they, you just, they, they need money. If they need money, they'll go out and work. They're not asking anybody for anything, whether it's mow lawns, wash cars, do whatever, build a house, build something. They'll do something. They'll hustle. They make money. These are the kind of people that you could take, and if you direct them just towards one thing, their hustle is so strong, they're going to be successful. See, some of you guys in here got your own dream and you want it just for you, but God really intends you to team up with other people in the church. That's why God said, listen, don't fellowship with unbelievers. He don't want you tying up with unbelievers and doing business with them. He wants you to do business with people in the house of God. Oh, man, that's a, that's a, that was a good te- a business teacher. That's, that's for building business, right? Proverbs chapter 14, 23. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Let me give you my definition. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Ooh, you guys are prophetic. Y'all are prophetic. <laughs> Proverbs 20, verse 4. The sluggard does not plow in autumn. Now, hold on. We should start using this word again. Sluggard. <laughs> You're just a sluggard. <laughs> People will look at you like it's a cuss word. You, you sluggard. The sluggard does not plow in autumn. He will seek at harvest and have nothing. Let me give you an example. How many people got people at your job that don't do anything? And still get paid. Don't that bother you? Okay, let me give you a quick story. So when I was young, I wanted money. So I went out to Green Valley out in the fields to work. I was pitting apricots. Okay, pit apricots. Pull the seed out, set them down on a tray. Now there, you don't get paid for the time you're there. You get paid for the work that you do, right? So I'm out there, and while I'm out there with my friends, we jaw jacking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, what you going to do tonight, man? I don't know. We make up some dollars here. We're going to go out and do something. Okay. But we were the only ones talking. Everybody else is working, right? So I'm out there just as long as everybody else, and when it's time to quit, we all bring our trays up, and I was like, man, I got these six trays, and I bring out there, and I turn around, and look, and I had six trays, everybody else had like 60. <laughs> 60 trays, right? So I'm sitting there like, man. So they get paid, why? Because I was running my mouth. They weren't, they were working, they were busy, focused. See, they had a plan that I need to make money, everything else doesn't matter at this moment. Okay. Their vision was money. The process was work. And they didn't let anything else distract them, even their family and friends that was around them, because they had a purpose. They were intentional about making money. How many of us have so many distractions in our lives? We may be working towards what we're working towards, but we always want there's family and there's friends and there's people around us and we want to just keep jaw jacking in life and we forget about the plan and purpose that God has for us. And then when we don't get there, when it's time for payday, we're going to complain. You're going to get mad at the guy that has 60. I'm mad at what he's got, what he got paid. Did you guys catch how stupid that is? Why am I going to be jealous at what another man makes and not jealous of how hard he works? Why? Why? Yes. 
He's rich. He's no good. He's got a lot of money. Look how hard he worked for it. Nobody want to look at the person that's working. But we want to sit there when, when it's time for harvest and we get a little bit, we're mad at somebody else that worked harder than us. Sluggard. You just a sluggard. Dirty little sluggard. In my closing, okay, I'm closing. Yeah, I'm jaw jacking. I am coffee. El momento de hacerlo es cuando lo pienso. You guys, the time to do it is when you think about it. Huh? The time to do it is when you think about it. There's a reason why it comes across your mind at that moment. That was deep right there. Tweet that. I don't know what you guys do. Let me help you out. You know, there's times that God will have bring a person across your mind. Huh? And you're like, oh, wow, yeah. God, don't want, God ain't just bringing that person across your mind just so you think about him. Get on the phone and call him. Get on your knees and pray for him. I woke up this morning to my wife on the phone hecka early, hecka early. But this is what I heard her say. I heard her say, um, I got your text or something, something like that, and I want to pray for you. You know, people text you and put on Facebook, y'all pray for me. And you're like, okay, I'm going to make sure I get that to the, to the prayer team next Tuesday, and it's Wednesday. So they got to wait a week to pray. No, you see that. There's no coincidence. You see that for a reason, for a purpose. And I'm here to help you out because, you know, God says, I look to and fro. I looked across the land to find a man would stand in the gap between me and my people, and I found none. I remember I read that. I was like, uh-uh, God. I'll stand in the gap. Huh? I'll stand in the gap for those that ain't praying. I'll stand in the gap for those that need you. But how many times have I failed him? My wife gets on the phone and she, she started praying for this lady and praying for her. And then before she got the phone, I heard the lady go, just wow, thank you so much. When God places something in your mind, the time to do it is now. Hazlo ahora. You got to do it now. You can't wait. Don't procrastinate. The more you procrastinate, the more your dream gets further and further away from you. Procrastination is the killer of all dreams. All dreams, not some of them. If you're not intentional about your personal plans, you won't be intentional about God's plans. God's plans. Listen, God has given a vision to this church the same way he's given you a vision. He's given you a dream. He's given you a purpose. He's given you a personal dream. And your personal dream is connected to this church. God has blessed you, and he wants you to prosper. He wants you to have life and life more abundant, according to John 10 and 10. But he doesn't want you just to walk around and shine. Your purpose is connected to the local body of Christ. You're, the church is relying on your success personally so that corporately the church can have a success. Amen?
What God has spoken to you in your private place, he hasn't changed his mind. It doesn't matter where you're at in life, no matter how much you messed up, no matter how long you procrastinated, no matter how many times you got it wrong. God has a purpose and a plan for you. He just needs you to do it now. Stop putting it off. He wants you to think about it. He wants you to speak it. He wants you to do it. His plan for you is good. Jer- Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans of good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. There is nothing like, there's no hope like knowing that I see something far off and I know I'm going to get there. Why? Because I'm working. I'm stepping. I'm moving. I'm going. And when I get tired, I partner with people in my church, in the body of Christ, to help me get to where I'm going. Listen, I don't know nothing about building anything. Nothing. I can hammer, I can screw some things, but I don't know how to read blueprints. But because God gave me this dream and this vision of me being successful and the church being successful, he's connected other people in this church to start the new building of phase two. Watch this. Saints, let me t- I'm just going to share it just real quickly. I-, I keep saying real quickly. That's lying, isn't it? Forgive me, Lord. I had good intentions. Anyway, God gave me this dream of changing the community. He gave me this dream of touching people's lives and changing their destiny. I didn't sit back and just ask and thank God for it. We began to work. And there's things that as a pastor, I can't do. But I had to swallow my pride because usually pastors are able to do everything. I should, you know, I should be able to sing. Thank you. God loves you. Do, do I need to give her another dollar? Uh, another dollar? <laughs> I'm supposed to be able to sing. I'm supposed to have administrative skills. I'm supposed to be able to plan and organize. And, and saints, I'm none of that. None of that. But God showed me. He said, listen, sometimes, God, I, I'm going to call you to be a conductor. You guys know what a, is that what they're called, conductors? A conductor don't play an instrument but he leads a bunch of people that play different instruments to come together and make beautiful music. God says that he's called a lot of us to be conductors. The dream is still yours, but you got to get the people together to make the dream come true. And then the success, yeah, people look at the conductor and go, it's a success, but the conductor turns around and says, first of all, I give all honor and God, uh, God all the glory. And if it wasn't for the people, the church, this would never happen. So you can start giving other people credit. God has you in a church, wherever your church is at, to partner with people in your church, to stay connected so that the dreams and visions and plans that God has given you will come to fruition, not just to benefit you, but to benefit the people around you so that the church can go out and change the community and win this world over for Jesus Christ. But the first intentional plan that God made for you salvation. That was the first plan. The first thing God did is he, he, he said, the lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth because he wanted you back in fellowship with him. So will you be intentional about giving your life to Christ today? If you don't know Jesus Christ, today's your day. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet.
Y'all lucky the coffee wore off. I had, I had at least another 20 in me, at least another 20. Yeah, water. Praise God. Look, let's just make it simple. If you're in here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today's your day. We don't like to go through these long, prolonged things here because you know if you know Jesus or not. And I know you're only drawn to, to God by the Spirit of God. And if God is speaking to you right now, just acknowledge him. We love to offer you salvation today through Jesus Christ. If that's you today, just raise your hand and say, today I want to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, right where you're at. My second petition is this. If you're in here and you're out of relationship with Christ, you know him, and, but yet you haven't been in that real relevant relationship. You just kind of fell off. You've been doing your own thing. You say, today I want to get back on my plan and purpose and walk in the steps that God has ordered for me. If that's you today, just raise your hand right where you're at. Anybody in here like that today? Amen. All right. This is what we're going to do. Because we've all been guilty of procrastination. Can I get amen? amen. Woo. Yeah. Procrastination, whether you know it or not, is a generational curse to a lot of us. But God has come to break those curses by the blood of the Lamb. So today we're just going to confess it. We're going to do it together. We're going to be free from it. Amen? Amen? Amen. You guys repeat after me. I will do it as I think about it. I will no longer procrastinate. I will no longer procrastinate. And also, I will no longer procrastinate. I will do it now. Oslo, ahora. I will do it now. God, when you send me, I will go. God, when you show me, I will do. God, when you tell me, I will say it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.